Changed by Love is the teaching ministry of Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel Morris Hills in Morris County, New Jersey. Pastor Jim's desire is to teach the Word of God with passion and simplicity, as well as a direct application to our daily lives. Do you want to always know the presence of God in your life? Most of us would answer yes, but does that include times when you're wandering away from Him? King David knew that we were all prone to wander, yet he teaches how to experience the Lord even in times of wandering. A former shepherd himself, in Psalm 23, David shows us how the good shepherd stays close to his sheep even as they wander away from the flock. Maybe this describes you or a friend today and help is needed. Let's join Pastor Jim for the conclusion of his message, the shepherd who is always with his people. Maybe you had great travel plans. You're just like, I just need a break and now you just can't catch a break or your vacation plans have been canceled. You know, a lot of times I, I say to people like, come close, let me give you a big hug. Well, let me give you one now. And people write these emails like, hey, thanks for the hug, Pastor Jim. And we hang out in our church and we have coffee and we get to hang out with each other. We lay hands on people and pray for people. And, and people just it's, just, it's just wonderful. The death of, of so many things that you were looking forward to and now it just seems like it's gone. For others, it was the joy of having a baby. You wanted that little baby so much. And then you have it in the middle of COVID-19. And nobody's even allowed to come visit you in the hospital. And you're not even, a, you're a dad. You're, you, you went to birthing classes and everything you learned in birthing classes, you can't do any of it and so many other joys that we are used to enjoying have been dampened by this pandemic. And a huge one is huge, huge. So many of you have lost your job or you still have a job, but the business is just tanking and you know it's tanking. You see the orders coming in. You, you know that things are not well. And you're wondering, what does the future hold? And that leads you to a period of great uncertainty about the future and about our economy and about our worldwide economy. It's, it's just like a different type of death, so many of these things. What will church be like? What will school be like? What will family be like? What will friendships be like in a world where so many people now feel so unsafe? Now, true, I know this has been the way of life for many people all the time. A lot of people live under this type of difficulty their whole lives. Other parts of the world where people are not free like we are, and they've had these difficult, difficult experiences, and they live in constant fear. But now, that type of uncertainty is being experienced worldwide. I have spoken to many people, and for they, what they told me, for years gone by, I've known a lot of the people at this church for a long time, and some of my dearest friends, and this is what they would tell me, I hate the rat race. I hate my routine, and now they're dying for their routine to come back. Now they want it to come back. Now we're talking about a new normal and people going, I don't want a new normal. Give me the old dysfunction back. 
It was messed up, but, but it's better than this. Have you seen the TV commercial for Audible where, you know, that's where you, you listen to a book instead of reading it and, and they show this woman and she, she kisses her husband goodbye and she's like, I gotta go. And she gets on the, on the bus and on the train and she's going everywhere and she's commuting. And then all of a sudden she comes home and you think it's the end of her workday and her husband says, why do you do that? You work from home. Because she just wanted to get out of the house. She just wanted to, to, to grow and to, and to learn. And so it's, you know, it's a funny little thing, uh, funny little commercial. But it's interesting. I've talked to some of you who are now working from home, and you're like, I don't miss the commute, but somehow I'm more exhausted now than I was with the compute, with the commute. But that's natural because that's what anxiety and uncertainty does to us. It absolutely wipes us out. So again, it's clear in the Christian life that, that God does not present, he does not prevent every difficult experience. But, but, Jesus is with us in every difficult experience. He doesn't prevent them all, but he promises to be with us in them all. And when you know that, and when you pray about your issues and you know he is with you, that is the city of refuge. That is the place of safety. That is the place where fear begins to dissipate because you know that you are not alone. That's how David can say, I will fear no evil. Notice he doesn't say there will be no evil. That's the wishes of people who know nothing about life and know nothing about God. And to be honest with you, David also knows this, there's far more evil in our heads than that is real. Now that may be hard to hear, but constantly thinking the worst will affect every area of your life. And that's why you have to go to the city of refuge. That's why you have to go to the place of safety. Because if you let your mind run with all of the thoughts, you're going to be in a very, very bad place. And so here David is teaching us that the Lord is safe in the real dangers in the valley. And if you're there, David wants you to know. And when the Bible speaks, God speaks. God wants you to know that he is with you there and he can be trusted there. As we said last week, David was a man who constantly went through the valley. He experienced multiple occasions of great heartache. But did you notice something about this? All the different heartaches that David went through, and a lot of times in the Psalms, he doesn't really tell us what's going on. You know why, to me? it doesn't seem like he compares one situation to another. Each time of trial, each time of difficulty, each time of danger, each time of heartache was unique to him and was real to him. You see, what happens is often we stuff our valleys. 
We often stuff them down. We stuff our grief. We stuff our disappointment. But what do we do? We do it by comparing it and comparing ourselves to others. That is not good. When you compare yourself to others, it's not gonna usually end up good for you because this is what happens. You're in a difficulty. It's real. I mean, it's not in your head. It's real. And, and you start to think, or your well-meaning friend comes to you and says this to you, well, others have it worse than you. Or you start to say, well, others have it worse than me. Now, should we look for things to be thankful for? Absolutely yes. But should we minimize our losses? No. We should not do that. Because minimizing our losses is spiritually, mentally, and physically unhealthy. And it's easy to wander when you do that because you look for other outlets. When you have real pain, when you have real sorrow in your life, when I do too, we are going to look for outlets. And sometimes we look for very, very unhealthy outlets because we sort of don't want to talk about it. We don't want to deal with it. We don't want to bring it to God and just lay it out and say, this is where I'm at. And I hope you're learning that from our Sunday series in Habakkuk, that God is totally fine with you laying it out down and dirty. This is how I feel. This is what's going on in my heart, God. And so when we stuff it, we also forget this. We, we forget, and this is so easy for us to forget when we're not dealing with the reality of the valley of the shadow of death or the difficult things in our lives, it's easy to forget that you are needed for the Lord's new opportunities in the valley. Friend, do you know right now that there is someone or a group of people that are waiting for you in this valley. They are waiting for you to, to pick up the phone, to send them a text, to send them an email, to drop them a card. They're waiting for you to be used by God to let them know that God actually cares. <laughs> I can't believe how many emails or texts I send to people. This is a funny thing. I'm not laughing at you. If it's you, I'm not. This has happened, I can't tell you how many times. And they said, you know, it's funny you're contacting me now. I was just freaking out. <laughs> I was just falling to pieces. And then they'll send me, a, you know, contact me a few days later and say, I'm doing better now. Sorry, you caught me at a bad moment. And I'm just laughing because I'm going, yep, Lord, that's why you laid them on my heart. There's somebody waiting for you. I don't know who they are. You know who they are. Reach out to them. Get out of, of, of your own denial. It's okay to tell them what's going on in your life. Here in verse four, David says, for you are with me, and then he adds this, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, that doesn't sound very comforting, does it? Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. 
I mean, if you've seen pictures of shepherds, they're like whacking the sheep and you're thinking like, that's not so good. So I wanna make a confession to you. I actually brought a prop today. A lot of times when people visit the, the church, if they fill out a connection card, I'll mail them a card thanking them for visiting. And this is one of the boxes that I've, I had for a while. And actually not one of the boxes, I bought a whole bunch of them. And it has four different cards in it. And the first one says, the cover says, with God, all things are possible. Like, who wouldn't love to get that card, man? I'm like, yeah, I would love to get this card. Another card says, the Lord, and it's quoting scripture, that's Matthew 19, 26. Another card says, the Lord will bless his people with peace. I would love to get that card. I'm thinking, I'm thinking oh, I met that person. You know, they, were, they really you know, seem to have some trouble going on in their life. Now that, that would really bless them. Another one, you, maybe I meet someone who who's, does seem like they didn't have a lot of hope, and I met them at the door, and I remember, and I'll say, hey, did you fill out a card yet? And I go, okay, and I remember the person, I remember their story, and another card, the third card says, the God of hope fill you with, will fill you with all joy and peace. And I'm like, oh, I would love to get that card if I was in that place. And there's a fourth card, and it says, thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Well, I'm gonna be honest with you. I never send that card out and I got boxes of them. <laughs> I got boxes of them. But after we're done here in a few minutes, I'm gonna start sending these cards out to people that I know. So if you get one, don't be like, oh, he sent me his used cards. He doesn't wanna send to somebody else. No, 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 because I want you to really understand the beauty behind that and what the comfort is. You see, the reason we don't really understand what this means is because it, part of it is, is cultural in the sense of we don't understand the duties of a shepherd, but the other one is really our sheep nature. The, the point is this, that God's constant presence and involvement in our lives brings comfort. That's the point of what he's saying there with the rod and the staff, that God's constant presence and involvement in our lives brings comfort. Remember, we said that the valley could be dark, that the valley could be dangerous. Do you know what the rod was for? The rod was meant to fight off the predators. The rod was meant to fight off the wild animals, to fight off the bandits, and so it is the rod of protection. So if you knew that God had his rod of protection out when you felt like you were in danger, would that comfort you? Well, of course it would. Of course it would. You say, what about the staff? Well, the staff is interesting. The staff was used in, in one part to, to keep the wandering sheep on the path. If you're a follower of Jesus, you, you want to be on the path of righteousness, don't you? I'm sure the answer to that question is yes. Do you ever tend to wander a little? We all do. So wouldn't you rather a little staff nudge than to get the rod? Wouldn't you be thankful for the Lord saying to you, come on, let's get back, let's get back, let, let's keep going. You know how it is if you got kids, you're trying to, it's like herding cats sometimes. And you're just like, come on, let's move, let's move. And see, when, when the Lord uses his staff to, to keep you on the path, 
what is he also doing? He's keeping you close to himself. You're not wandering away. What might seem to you like, oh, he's punishing me, and he might be disciplining you in in some way, it's actually he's just loving you. He's bringing you back because he doesn't want you to wander away. So the Lord is with us. He is guarding us. He is guiding us. And the rod and the staff are actually meant to provide us with great encouragement in the dark valleys of life. In other words, because of the Lord's presence and protective care, you and I can walk through the darkness of life. Can I say that again? Because of the rod, because of the staff, protecting us and guiding us, and in the shepherd being with us, you and I can walk through the darkness of this life. And once again, reflecting on this can really help us with calming our fear and our anxiety by constantly reminding ourselves that the Lord is close. Perhaps even praying something like this, Lord, I know you are close to me, but I am praying for a real, tangible experience of your presence. And I find that sometimes just private prayer does that. Just saying, Lord, I really want to sense your presence, and you get the sense that you are not alone. Well, we already said that there's a switch from verses 1 to 3 into verse 4 that goes from he leads me to you are with me. So what is he saying? That he's saying, I know, Lord, that you are in the valley, but but before you were leading me, now you're with me. Before I was following you, maybe at a distance, but now I'm getting closer and closer or you're coming back to me and you are alongside the sheep. David is teaching us that whether in the pasture or by the stream or in the valley, the Lord is always our security and the Lord is always with us. And Interestingly enough, when we think about death, David also teaches us, though we may try to help people in their last moments, and that's good, only Jesus can take them by the hand. Think about this. Only Jesus can be with someone in the tomb, and only Jesus can say, I know the way out. I know how to get out of this thing. Come with me. Our world, we're left with, oh, they're in a better place. All kinds of stuff. I know they're looking down. I know they're watching this. Only Jesus knows how to step in to the next life. And so here's the question for you, my non-Christian friend. Are you willing to let him take you there? Are you willing to let Jesus bring you home? 
in Acts chapter 9, the risen Christ met a fellow by the name of Saul of Tarsus. He hated Christians, couldn't stand them, arrested them, took them back, wanted them executed. And he was, Saul of Tarsus was on the road to Damascus to arrest people who were followers of Jesus, was against the law in the land. And, and so he met the risen Christ. And Jesus said this to him, it is hard for you to kick against the goads. It's a statement. It's hard for you to kick against the goads. You're like, now what in the world is a goad? Did you ever hear of goading somebody on that expression? Well, a goad was a long stick, very pointed, and what the farmers would do is they wouldn't want to get too close to the, to the ox is they would, they would hit the ox to get them to walk in the right direction with the goad, with the pointy stick. It's like Jesus maybe is saying to someone, I keep coming to you. I keep coming by the stream. I keep coming in the pasture. I keep coming in the valley. I keep coming to get you to trust me. I keep coming to lead you. I keep coming to be with you. Aren't you getting tired of fighting me? Isn't it wearing you out? I know that was part of my becoming a Christian. I was worn out from fighting God. I was in a battle, in a fight that I knew that I couldn't win. And here, David says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Remember we said the rod was, was to fight off enemies. And the rod is like the cross. And on the cross, Jesus fought off the greatest enemy, death, caused by sin. And the staff, interesting, we, we talked about the staff kind of keeping the sheep in line, but the, shaft, all, the, the, the staff also had a, what they call a crook, sort of the J part of it. What was that used for? Well, remember, they're on these, they're on these steep kind of ravines and they're the cliffs, and maybe a sheep would fall off and down to the next level. And what the, what the shepherd would do is he would reach down with that J and he would pull them up. Or maybe they fell into a ditch and the shepherd would reach down with that J, that crook, and pull the sheep up. Now, my friends, Jesus has died on the cross. And if you are not a follower of Jesus, he has died on the cross in your place for your sins, and he's risen from the dead. And now he wants to put you in the crook of his staff. Now he wants to rescue you. And the only thing you need to do is you need to respond. You just simply just need to say, I want that. I want that. I want the forgiveness of all my sins. I want eternal life. I want Jesus to take me out of the tomb. I want him to reach down, and that's how God saves people, is he reached down to us in the person of Jesus Christ, and he pulls us up, and he rescues us. All you need to do, Jesus said, is you need to repent and believe. That's the only response you need to do. You need to repent. You need to turn from being a sheep going your own way. The scripture says, all we like sheep have gone astray. And you need to turn around and come to God. Be willing to give up the things that are taking you down the wrong path and come back along the path of righteousness to God, and you need to believe. You need to put your trust in Jesus that he is the good shepherd that can save you from all of the dangers. If you are a follower of Jesus, 
The staff of correction guarantees you that if you obey the Lord, that even when you are suffering, you are on God's path. So let him correct you. Let him guide you. As we often say around here, the conviction of sin is not to make you just feel like, oh, I feel like such a piece of garbage. No, the conviction of sin is God's invitation to intimacy with him. He wants you to come closer to him. And so here's what we want to do. We don't want to wander away from the shepherd. We want to run to the shepherd. And when we run to the shepherd, we will find the Savior who saves us from our past sins, but doesn't leave us to face our present sins by ourselves and doesn't leave us alone in the troubles of our life because he is always with us. Thanks for listening to Changed by Love with Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel Morris Hills in Morris County, New Jersey. Changed by Love is designed to bring you hope, encouragement, and the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Please pray with us that Changed by Love will make a profound difference in many lives. We are stronger together than we could ever be apart. Teaming together in prayer is the key to a spiritually rich life. It really does take a team of praying individuals to reach thousands. Thank you for being a part of the Change by Love support team. To find out more ways to team with Change by Love, go to our website at changedbyloveradio.org or you could call 862-217-9686. Thank you for spending time with Pastor Jim Kevney and Changed by Love.